field. Way back, Bob Hernandez is there. About as deep as you could hit it without hitting it out at Yankee Stadium. Second and three. Trubisky on the move down the sideline and reaching up for it is George Pickens, and he holds it in. George Pickens, this is a guy that's known when he was in college at Georgia. Vertical, stretch the defense, make plays. Bring it in, uh, big guy. What's up, Bob? Good morning on this uh, well, beautiful fall. Very unusual situation. Last week, we were here during the summer. And here we are today. I think we're here in the winter. What, what happened What's to the my fall? Theory? I have you no did, you, idea. I think, but I think we're down 40 degrees in seven or 10 days now. It's yeah, unbelievable. It's, uh, crazy what crazy I weather. I always but. maintain you flick a switch. It happens every year. Yeah. Every year, right about the last day, technically of summer, the next day feels like it's a 45 out, and you get the heavier top and the sweater. I got to go into the GFC wardrobe where I've, I've got a, a whole bunch of sweater options and, and fleeces. I'm like, which one am I going to wear next? So, yeah, Before nice. we get into it, this is, speaking of sports, sports uh, yeah. with uh, your moderator to be. Al, the Coach Harris. Are we loaded today, Coach, or are we loaded, man? I'm Chuck. We might be tonight by 10 o'clock, but that's another yeah, different story. Yeah, we got a big day. And with Chad, the whiz kid Grimley, and Chuck, Whatever you the want. boss yeah. man. Big guy. Wearing his Marion Mercy softball visor. Hey, shout out to Marion Mercy. And that would, if that would make him an advisor to the show, I yeah. have no what idea. But yeah. we'll just throw that in there. And I run it. this joint in back of being here. What a great company, man. Great employees. I'm, I'm a blessed man to work with these people out there. I'll tell you something. Well, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Kick us off what he got was I'll, I'll start so Phillies are two and a half games up in the in for the third wild card spot right now so every game is critical at this point I mean the Brewers are, are right there behind us two and a half games behind and here's what the schedules look like for the rest of the year Phillies as of today we have three more home games against the Braves those are never easy we already won last night that first game so three more home games against the Braves and then we have 10 straight away games to end the season we have three at the Cubs, four at the Nationals, and then three at the Astros. So the hope for the Phillies is that you know you go five and two against the Cubs and the Na- and the Nationals right there, and then you got to clean up. Um, you know, at the end of the season, hopefully you don't have to clean up against the Astros. Hopefully they've already won and don't need any wins at that point. Big boy, and they can just take it easy. Uh, but if if they're playing for anything, then that'll be a brutal series way to end end the year. Before we go deeper dive into the Phillies, we just saw. The judge uh, final bat last night. Did you, did you think it was out, Coach? Do you think? Well, I think one? I did, and thought forty some thousand people did, and yeah. everybody around the nation that was getting a chance to see it. And the, the and cameraman I, did because he didn't shoot center field; he shot the home <laughs> run territory. Whiz, you weren't up to see it, but you, you I, just I did see it this morning. Yeah, it looked out. It. I mean, you couldn't have hit it any further than have it not be a home run. It's so it's like you set the stage in New York Broadway production in the Bronx at one sixty first Street. The last at bat. I mean, come on. It looked like a walk. It was crazy. Well, you know what's ironic? His first at-bat anymore, if it's a ball, they start booing. It's ball two, they're booing. I mean, they just want him to, somebody to throw it right down the middle of the plate for him. How do you give the ball back the other day? 60? It's going to be 
worth a million dollars someday, right? It's going to be, um, Ch- Chad and I were talking about before we started today, about the, there's going to be about 25 people fighting. It's going to be like a scr- scrum yeah, in rugby a or a fumble yeah. in a football field. I'm already yeah. predicting someone's going to get very hurt in that. It's a, it's. I mean, people very are going hurt. to absolutely kill people for this ball. Yeah, It's going to probably exchange hands 10 times from a guy no. who catches it. No, come I on think now. it will. I think there'll be a pile up. You know, often you accuse me of, of either exaggeration or some level of hyperbole, et cetera. Yeah. It's going to exchange hands 10 times. In a pile up, like a fumble. It's going to be bouncing around hands. Someone's going to make a clean snag. Catch. And what, just hold it up and go, look what no, I found. you don't do well, that. That's, no, a, that's utter stupidity. I, I think there will be a brawl for that. For Here that. comes the ball. Watch out. Here it is. Boom. And you're clutching it. And by the way, you're at the game with a friend or four, and they're going to be protector hunts right away and make sure. Yeah, but not can. everyone's there with five friends, ten I, friends I to do say that. Five, I said they'll be there with protector hunts. Remember, there will also be groups though with five or six <laughs> of their friends. What do you think? There's a bunch of this thugs. Is, this is going. Uh, this is an this historic is, moment, Coach. This is underscore the moment. The problem with the Millennium Group right here. This is an historic moment. It will be a brawl. That ball's oh, that ball's no. worth at least five hundred thousand dollars. There will be utter decorum. Wait, hold on. If I put five hundred thousand dollars on the table right now, yeah. would all three of us fight for it? Hell, I can't. We can't get the hell up. We have no legs. Okay, then maybe I'm the favorite, but I think we'd all fight for it. I just try to get a little bit of it. I would, <laughs> and, I would, and I would just block you to keep okay. the money in the family. Yeah. That's, that's an easy. I would never I would, I would be the Russian blo- Bolshevik block food. Yeah. All right, now put it out to ten random people on the street. That's about, what this. This is a five hundred thousand dollar home run. Well, here's another thing, too. Every seat is occupied. It's not like you could go five feet to your left or right and this oh, and that. Course. I mean, it's yeah. going to be, once it hit an area, people, are, if they got three seconds to move five yards to get into that area. I wish we had, to, I to wish to we clarify. had a Captain Obvious button. <laughs> to, play it, every seat will be occupied. And just Darn, to clarify. Well, let me, I'd, 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 I'd love to be with him I because he's the only one that can jump more than a half an inch <laughs> off the ground between yeah, the like, three of us. I, like your, I didn't think they'd sell out the game for the break bears. Yeah, so judges at 60 home runs right now. We're talking about not number 61. We're talking about number 62. The That's next, the ball that yeah. is going to be worth big money. Priceless. Um, we, I heard people the other day say like, oh, if I called it, I would request batting practice, a lunch dinner. I'm like, that's insane. If I caught that ball, I'm saying a million dollars. Right. It's yours. If Otherwise, it, I'm going home with it and it, saving it for 20 years. So let's talk about the guy that, that gave it back. And there was some consideration back his way. I think he got a, a bat or two and he signed some other stuff. But, I mean, he came up on a short end of the financial stuff. Oh, absolutely. He did. Would you have given it back? I don't know. Well, why would we? And, and really why would, would we? I mean, that's so Yankee. Why, why are we going to give more to the team when, like, <laughs> they're already making good money? Where's my, where's my, well, where's my you, turn? You know the insult. And I'm going to speak in balance today. I don't want to speak more words than you two. Okay, I got a word counter right here. Here's where I think the the insult lies. Yankees, the guy gives you the ball back. You talk about an overture of kindness. Holy Toledo. Give him something back, more than a few signed bats and a couple other paraphernalia. Yeah, tell the guy, would this hurt? You have a lifetime Season ticket. He was out in center field. Lifetime season ticket. How much going to cost? Um, you're talking about home run number six of the year, right? Yeah. You got to give it back. Number six. So the problem with the home the season tickets is the Yankees are going to run a financial model on it and say, hey, what's that worth a year? $10,000, $20,000 of decent 
Season well, he's tickets. Got, he's got a that's, that's what they'll he, do, though. He's going to do a present value. No, that's the problem. Roll back to the cost of the ball. To well, well, how about this, too, guys? <laughs> how about that's that's what they'll do. Look at him not that's what they'll I knew he's going to spar. I said, watch it. Shitty. Exactly what they'll do. Yeah. yeah. How about if he just Why hits 61? And then he, but if he hits 62 and then 63, so you're Are gonna, we boring people? Oh, yeah, this is all a good no, no. What I'm trying to say is if I caught number 61 or number 62, my first three words would, we will negotiate. Leave Hank, me alone. Hank from Harrisburg said, great show. Don't get lost in the weeds. Hold on. If you, <laughs> just sure a quick question. If you, if he hits, if you catch number 62 Two. and the next day he hits 63, is 62 basically worthless now? No, that's the, not worth, that's the record, but not well, worth the record. But it's not worth $500,000 anymore, right? Oh. So if you catch 62, well, the goal is to, to sell that baby each, the next day yeah. to the Yankees. Like, yeah. you want to get it and say, I'm selling this bad boy. I, I think any ball in the string of his record is going to be worth a ton of money. But the, the last one's going to be worth the most. The most, right? of course. Yeah, right, right. So, so, I mean, hey, if you're out there and you're at the Yankees game, you catch that ball, maybe you should be selling it quickly. I don't know. Here's a point we, we have to make. Do you have handy one of you two uh, judges numbers in September? Yeah, this, I, I can this, get him like 10 seconds. This is slow pitch softball stuff. So those that think he's like a Kyle Schwarber and all that. I got he, it. Get, but yeah, they, it's they, insane. Check this out. Judges. It is uh, slow pitch slash softball. Slash line <laughs> in September. So he's doing and, the home run bit. Well, that's good. Yeah, but this is, is over this is over eighty six plate appearances, so not not exactly a small sample. He's hitting four sixty two, <laughs> a five seventy seven on base percentage, almost a thousand slugging. And a 1.56 OPS. He has fifth, nine home runs, 15 RBIs, all in 86 plate it's, appearances. That's not this achievable. Is oh, seven that, doubles, 30 hits. I mean, this is insane how locked in. He's on another level right now. Aaron Judge is in like that that level you would see. Uh, what was it? Clay Thompson. He had 50 points in a quarter like that. Like, But he's been in that mode for all of September, which is, I don't know how you can maintain that level of focus and discipline and and performance for this long. Be that good a hitter. Uh, so his uh, total numbers in all the baseball uh, columns of, of achievement, he's going to end up having the greatest offensive year of any player in modern history. You have to go back and look at, believe it or not, Schmidt in 81. We have a grid on that somewhere. And take a, as usual, uh, there's only five, I believe, post-50 uh, but when you spread to five, Aaron Judge is number one in all of the categories. In other words, what we're saying here is you're looking at, you're witnessing the greatest offensive season ever because you're not going to go back to 1919 and Ruth and all that. It's a whole different time frame. And everything looks wild. I mean, Ruth had like 13 consecutive years in a row where his, his sluggy percentage was 850. <laughs> uh, just out of whack. You know? Unbelievable. But yeah. his... his so he's not just a home run hitter, Kyle Schwarber. He's an all-around baseball player. Uh, it's And he bet on himself. He turned down a lot of money to put the heat on himself. And look at this production. And we said last week on, on the show that he doesn't slip defensively where of the last five seasons, three of them, he hasn't had an error. Did you see his assist last night? He's got a bazooka. He gets to the ball quick. A lot of tall guys like that stature, they have a problem being nimble. Uh, Judge plays right field as, as good as anybody. I mean, they put him in center field. He did terrific there, too. 
He's already stole more bases for anybody that ever played in the major leagues, six, seven, or above. Yeah, <laughs> about I, that. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> but what. he's worked on that. So yeah, and you know, you put Stanton back in the lineup. Everybody's saying the Yankees are going, and they, they may they may have a problem in the postseason because of the K's, just like every other year. But all boats rise. As soon as you put Stanton back in the lineup, they're eight and two now. Stanton's back in the lineup, you know, because you get more contribution, more run production. And pitchers say, well, you say walk judge, but we got this guy in back of him. And so, you know, a couple of the guys that have heated up since Stanton came back, that makes sense. So it's kind of hard to walk him every time knowing that you've got Stanton, you know, the line there. Well, it's the old Maris Mantle thing way back. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's definitely going to be some excitement. They're home this weekend still against the Red Sox. They played the Red Sox last night. Is it that series continues or does somebody else come in? Friday. Usually somebody comes in Friday, yeah, we, Saturday, we, Sunday. We should, who are they playing? We'll just take a look at the Yankees weekend schedule. I think the Red Sox were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of that, that classic late Red Sox series in the it's, Bronx. It's uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, Sunday night baseball. And then the Yankees go to the Blue Jays yeah, after. Yeah, who do they play? Oh, the Red Sox. Yeah, oh, Red so there are four, four yeah. nights. That's yeah, unusual. That's yeah. what I thought. Uh, which is an appropriate team. To, to do it against, uh, you especially know. this year. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, talk about high drama in the Bronx. It's just unbelievable, and, and the Yankee fans are rabid over the whole thing. And if I were a Red Sox pitcher, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw to him. I, I, I would throw. I would. Already, I would not have my name in the history books as the guy <laughs> who gave that. Up. I don't care. Yeah. So sorry, coach. The ball slipped. Uh, I mean, I've seen first base open many times, and as I've said before, that nonsense about well, he's the go-ahead run. With two outs. Are you kidding me? He, he's the go-ahead run in first base. You're not yeah. going to walk him because there were two outs. We're always hitting you 60 home runs. kidding me, okay? Yeah. Hey, go ahead, run. Go to first. I'll deal with the next guy that isn't batting the 492 or the, their slow pitch softball. But you know what's ironic? I can still remember Tracy Stallard is the one that threw the 60 first home run to Maris. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy Stallard, at least I know his name. The numbers <laughs> Chad just read off. I thought, I thought they were Charlie Kellogg or, or Harry Sparks that, that <laughs> he's talking about. So how, how concerned are you guys that the Brewers catch the Phillies here? Before we go, I hate to segue back twice, but we just saw that catch. We don't have to talk about last night's game. Is that the greatest catch you've you've ever seen? Certainly for this year, this year, incredible. Yeah. We're talking well, NFL now. Last night's catch will yeah, be with George Pickens. Yeah, it will stand. It's the greatest catch of the season right? for the Steelers. Oh right? yeah, hundred percent. That catch was insane. The one handed George Pickens is an absolute stud. Yeah. I think he's he's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable NFL player. Very excited to see how he develops. Remember a few years ago with Eli Manning though, with the helmet yeah. catch that sends out. If you go back how, three years, you can. Uh, how much stick them? Uh, what are their hands like to be able to put, just extend your hand out and the ball sticks in the palm of the glove and, and whatever the sticky stuff is, that ball didn't move. So you know what the hands must be like as far as the texture. I mean, it's a combination of massive hands, and those gloves are very sticky. Yeah. But, hey, you're still falling down and fighting the you know ricochets and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I because I have worn the NFL gloves a couple of times, and it, it's crazy how much stickier they are than, like, you know, baseball gloves, which right. I'm used to. But, hey, to still make that catch and, uh, and you know, have a little bit of a push-off there for sure. But well, it's I, an unbelievable, yeah, a unbelievable catch. Dean won't be happy to hear that there's a little off- slight push-off. offensive pass interference. Are you yeah, trying but, to say that play might have been a little tacky? Maybe. You know, oh. it could be. <laughs> but, you know, I think every NFL play is, honestly. I think I've heard someone say if they want to throw a flag every play, they could. Probably. You know, because these guys, they kill, they're killing each other out there. 
But un- unbelievable. Let's catch. talk Phillies baseball. Oh, sorry, I gave you guys the remaining schedule for the Phillies. We have three more against the Braves, and then ten straight away games. And the Phillies are thirty-six and thirty-five on the road this year. So they really this this Braves series is pretty critical. If we end this Braves series, if we lose two, and we're say we're you know say we're uh, only a game up or something like that, game and a half up, that that could be bad as we go mm. through 10, 10 straight away road games. The Brewers though have three at the Reds, pretty easy. Two at home versus the Cardinals, four at home versus the Marlins, and then three at the Diamondbacks. That's good. good. So Brewers end pretty strong with seven games against weaker opponents. They're there. just not clutch though. Was the well, they're they're, not, they're also they're, though they're just layover team. You know, they're, they well, there's have, one thing here that's an advantage of the Phillies too. They're three games in the loss. and tiebreaker, right? And the tiebreaker. Yeah. So you can almost four. say that's almost a four yeah, game they're advantage. Good. They're there. good. That's true. Uh, I think the bad news for the Phillies, if you want to look at it in a kind of an abstract collective sense, is this. 218 to 222, so this season included. How does this team match up against the teams you'll see in postseason? We really don't care what they did against the Marlins, and yes, they did way better this year. Hence the reason they have a record way over 500 against the teams below 500. But when you get to the playoffs, you don't see teams below 500. What's the culture of this club the last five years? It's been a 500 club. So I'm um, 218, 44 and 50 minus six. 219, 48 and 52 minus four against 500 baseball. 220 short season, 1320 minus seven. 221, 30, 38 minus eight. And 2022 this year against. 500 teams are better, 30 and 38 minus 8. That's minus 33 the last five years against good teams. Yeah, that's the Phillies. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's just the Phillies. And that kind of leads us to the big point is even if they make the playoffs, we yeah. anything can happen, sure, but we do know they, don't, they do not match up with the teams. Even on the just not – get rid of the AL. Let's look at the NL, who we'd have to beat. Now, is it going to be the Mets, the Dodgers, the Braves – I don't see how we match up with any one of those teams. I think right everybody's just so hungry to get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. Listen, that's fine. I'm happy. I'm excited. Chad's 100%. Anything can happen. Let's talk about the recent trend, I say September, with all of the Phillies pitchers with except one or two. Do you have the numbers with you? Uh, go ahead. You you, you uh, enlighten us there because it's, it's your it's your. Well, it's amazing when you look at the... Now, this is September numbers. So, if you looked at year to date, season to date, you're going to get a different story. But who cares now what a pitcher did in May, ERA-wise? You're going to bring him into the game now. So, give us the rundown. All right. So, we'll just do it with the the, uh, September stats. Sir Anthony, who looked good when he came back in August for September, he's 16.88. ERA. Yep. Alvarado is 0.0. He's the guy you could give the ball to. Boy, you, you talk about lights out. Nelson, one hit? Nelson, yeah, Nelson. He gave up one home run, I remember. <laughs> yeah. But Nelson, who's their middle guy, although now I think Eflin's yeah, going to be that let's man. Just go numbers. Good let's just go numbers here. Nelson, September, 6.75. David Robertson, September, 5.40. Bellotti, believe it or not, zero, even though he got out that line drive. The Most fans don't know. Hand is way up to 8.44. Bingo. Gibson is 9.68. Brogdon is 7.11. Where's your shock? 
Yeah, I'm looking and at And would never would have guessed this two, two months ago. Bailey Falter is yep. 2.25. Nola is 2.87. And Wheeler is 4.4. But that was for August because he hasn't pitched September until the other on night. Speaking of sports, I'm dead serious. Will you hear the, that grid of the Phillies, ERAs of recent September games, which is meaningful going into the playoffs? That's our staff. And, you know, Wheeler, Noel, nothing to worry about. Albert, he just, I think he's given up one or two hits in September. I know he gave I mean, up the one home run, whatever, he, but he's been. Uh, Alvar- Alvarado? I don't think he's given up a home run eight, in September. 8.2 innings, zero home runs. Yeah, nothing. Okay, so uh, that was the end, end one, of August. Got to wake up pretty early, no, coach. No. Yeah. One hit. Well, one I one forgot hit. Ranger Suarez, too. He's 4.82 yeah. in September. So Alvarado, one hit in September. Yeah. I mean, the guy is. Since, he, at, in May, he was up to like six point nine something. He goes away with, and they and they do some intervention with him. Talk about it, it works. Kids never give up because the emotional part of the game is just as important as the physical part. Uh, making things are you know checked down, and you got to get things right. I'm, I'm pretty sure Alvarado was the guy who met with like the therapist. Not yeah. I don't know if it was a therapist or not. It was yeah. something where they broke down his like mental approach and kind of just build it back up again. Yeah. Say, hey, here's what we want you to do on the mound and whatever it was. I don't remember the specifics, but it really worked because he's been unbelievable. One of the, one of the things I heard him say, so it's not hearsay. One of the things I, I heard him say was that when I was on the mound. I was looking at each pitch as if it was my family's future. Okay, if I give up a home run or if my ERA balloons up, I'm I could be out of baseball, and that's the end of my income. I was putting the pressure on my. I got to be honest with you, and I, I think Chad will attest to this. I always talk about Grimley's current success in the longer run too, of fear. You, you never know what tomorrow we've had our share of unexpected shocks here, politics, right? People change. That fear, I think, is good. It keeps you hungry and focused, you know. But he was so fearful, it was impacting his ability to basically throw strikes. And now last night, I didn't see it, but I heard all the pitches around the strike zone. But the umpire, how, how horrendous was last night's umpire? Horrible. I mean, early in the game. The pitch a foot low to young Phillies right Jeez. fielder there. I mean, definitely. I mean, that's when the guy got thrown out there, yeah, the uh, yes. infield coach. So, but on the the bat that the when Alvarado, I was three and one, and it was six to eight inches inside, and the guy was already going out of the box down to first base yeah. and and strike two, and then he threw a borderline chest fastball 100 miles an hour and he swung and missed on that uh wiz do you have something on uh, my favorite guy kyle schwerber can we put him in a frame of reference when, perhaps don't i have on kyle <laughs> anytime <laughs> i think i have a a whole like thesis on kyle schwerber this, this season this now. is compelling though what you done um, up here this is so, compelling we kind of stumbled upon this this research because it just started with looking at who the best players in baseball have been this year, and we knew it was Aaron Judge and, and Goldschmidt, Arenado, all the names we've heard all year. And uh, you know, surprisingly though, before we go on Kyle Schwarber, from a WAR perspective, wins above or against against, them, like, against replacement. replacement. Yeah. The uh, J, J. T. Romuto is currently ninth in baseball. The, How about that? So 
from looking at just offensive players, now their offensive and defensive performance, JT Romuto is the ninth most valuable player in baseball this Askin year. That's called it a bad contract. Yeah. So, um, okay. he's he's been unbelievable this year. The second half, he's been just stellar. Yeah. Um, but so what we actually discovered doing this was where does Kyle Schwarber rank? And his war this year in baseball is 174th against all other offensive players. So basically, there are you know 173 players who, despite their probably all have less than you know less home runs than him, with the exception of Judge, are not as valuable to what they're you know, or, or sorry, are more valuable to what they're bringing to the baseball team than, than what Kyle Schwarber's doing. And you say, oh well, Kyle Schwarber has 40 home runs. That's unbelievable. Well, not really. Out of there are 355 players who have hit 40 or more home runs in a season. So 355 players who've hit 40 or more home runs. And Kyle Schwarber, if you just rank those guys, his war is 350th That's out of 355 players. Only on speaking of sports, so, nobody else has it. Now, these are guys, obviously, there's Bonds in here, Ruth, Judges in this in this category. Guys who've hit 40 more home runs, 355 of them. Schwarber's 350th. So that's not good. The only guys that he kind of compares to, the only guys who are worse than him, Adam Dunn twice in 06 and 08, uh, Dante Pichette. 1995, who was second in MVP voting, but his defense was so bad it weighed down his stellar offensive the, numbers. The Butcher's Club right Yeah, here, the right? Butcher's Club. <laughs> then you had a guy, 1977, Jeff Burrows. Yeah. Solid offensive numbers. Again, very poor defense to bring that down. He could and rank. then you had a Chris Carter from 2016, who was just your classic home runner bus guy. It just kind of shows, though, how diminished and devalued defense is in today's by the coaches, by the staff, the scouts. Yet we see just how important it is out there, and uh, you know I was I was at the game Tuesday. It was my first Phillies game this year, and boy was that a treat to watch him lose whatever it was 18-11 to, to the yeah. Blue Jays. Every ball was hit hard, which was a I, I digress. The Blue Jays hit there on the barrel every every ball, almost every ball in the game. It was insane barrel. It yeah, really so makes you think that they have signals and know what was coming. The Phillies yeah. had three errors that game that actually counted. Count. There was at least yeah. five, errors five errors if you look at it, what happened. I think it was the second or third inning, Kyle Schwarber, fly ball to left field. What does he do? He loses it in the lights. I haven't seen yet. Loses it in the lights. It falls in. Maybe two two batters later, I believe, there's a, a, a not quite a flare, but a low, maybe po- a low pop-up or so. To the uh, to shallow left field, Schwarber is about 10, 10 feet from it. By the time it lands, terrible jump because I was sitting right on the left field line. Terrible jump. Any fast outfielder gets this ball, he doesn't even get close to it, and that will never show up in the books as an error. No, no but that no. just shows you the defensive value. And then I think Bohm butchered a ball. He should have he should have made that game. How about the catch by the center fielder up in the flower yeah. bed? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> So Brandon Marsh, we had a as we said before landscape. multiple times on this show, he is not a good center fielder. He is a good left fielder, and we it's got, proving we got in trouble for that. Last he's week. great going to his left. He's yep. not so good going to his right. He's playing center field the other day in the same game, third inning, I believe. Fly line drive to right center field ends up going off the wall. Marsh gets back to the wall, deaccelerates, jumps up, and the ball magically goes through his glove or over his head and hits off the wall. Yep. And he stumbles and, and gets up all slow. It was just bad. Like, and I get you say, oh, it's a line drive off the wall. He should he, you Catch can't expect it. him to make that play. But he slowed up. Yep. He slowed yep. up to get ready, so he should have absolutely caught that ball. And he ball had the ball to his left a few weeks ago. Same kind of ball to his left. 
To his hand kind of jump. Yeah. Ball goes by his wrist. He had the one where he came in, kicked it, picked it up, kicked it again. Everybody moved up another two bases. These numbers are true. The point that we're making, and I know we have belabored it, okay? But when you look at complete players and the top 10 home run hitters this year, and you know who they are with Judge Goldsman, Arenado, right on down, Betts, their wars go from 9-9, Judge, Goldsman, 7-7, Arenado, 7-7. I won't name them all, but they average about 6-8-7-2. Schwarber's 1-2. So his value as a baseball player in all of the other things is below a replacement player. So if you're hearing this on the podcast, and thank you because the ratings are through the roof, we really appreciate that um, sincerely. So if you're hearing this and you disagree, just don't call me at 609-828-5569. Let me know where you want to have dinner. I'm going to send uh, Chad's uh, ride share service. What's it called? The the Uber? The, the MVP. Lift. Uber, Lift. Gold, gold, gold Uber, elite. Uber black, whatever well, they call it. Well, Uber black. That's a real nice navigator, coach. Bringing you to dinner. I'm going to show you this stuff. I'm going to explain it to you. And yet, we got him batting leadoff. And right now, Harper's like batting 081. And we got a couple guys hot in back of them, namely JT. And, uh, I think uh, Baum in, in September's hitting. And Segur. And we got nobody on base in front of him, okay, to build an inning. But we'll take that home run now and then from scoreboard and just, you know, there it's just are, unbelievable. There are, what, 30 MLB teams, nine players. That's 270 offensive positions because there's a DH right, now. Right, And Schwarber's war ranks 174th. So, yeah, he's a starter. He's definitely a starter in the big leagues, but he's he is he below average? He's sorry, oh, here, sorry. Is he above average? No, because that would be right at that midpoint, 135. He's below that. He's 174. Schwarber's DH in the American League batting fourth in front of three guys with high on base percentages. I love him. And it's really a shame. Him. It's not as much that I dislike Kyle Schwarber. It's not as like because I, I love. He's like a likable guy. I'm oh, sure he's, he's he a sat gamer. Down, he's he'd a be gamer. Yeah. One of the most fun people you'd ever meet in your life. Just yep. look, and look at the guy. He looks awesome. It's the position he's been put in. You can't. It's not fair to judge Kyle Schwarber in the leadoff position. He is a four hitter, a five hitter. That's where he belongs in this lineup, and that's where we would see way more RBIs. He'd probably be at 100 RBIs by now, and he'd probably have a way more balanced uh, slash line. Yeah, because he'd have hitters in front and behind him, and put him in a position where he actually belongs. Because you can't have 187 strikeouts and be a leadoff hitter. 180, going to 200. When's the last time, Coach? And you've been quiet a little bit, so we'll turn it over to you. When's the last time you said to a player, going to lead the league in home runs, that we want you to use pitches up to maybe walk that leadoff. And at the same time, give us that home run power results. Do those, do those two go, they mesh? Well, not only that. Walking Schor- home run. Schorber has no, nothing that says, oh, well, he should lead off because of this and that. There's nothing you can name. He has bad plate coverage and the strike zone, like I'm saying. He, lefties, it, forget yeah, he, about it. Yeah, and Why he, did they pitch to him the other night? Toronto, was it right 3-1 count? I, I know. Right-hander to left. Next guy was right. 
first, why wouldn't you just put them on there? And they pitch and he smokes one down the line, a, a, a ball that's sitting right over the middle of the plate. Yeah. Man, they have no bullpen whatsoever. Well, They're, you know, this, is, this has been brought up for months, and I think Thompson has said he doesn't want to ruin the, the uh, continuity of the team, whatever you want to use. But right that last five-game losing streak would have been a good sight. So let me change things up here. Yeah, exactly. down fourth or fifth. That's a good point. Yeah, if yeah that's losing a great five point. Games. Yeah, I mean, Thompson doesn't want to do that, but he's going to blow our playoff chances or, or blow the when we get to the to the playoffs hey, by hey, having the wrong lineup. Last up night there. in that game, they were contemplating walking Alec Bohm to pitch to Harper. That's how much Harper's I mean, he, really he's really right late now. on fastballs and anything yeah. in the dirty. And swing. they should have. And they should have. Yeah. He's really strong. I mean, even a, even Bohm's outs, they're they're been looking like line drives. He's he's, he's been he's he locked he's in, locked great in contact. for months he is now. So he locked really in. is. I love the kid. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. How unbelievable is this kid at shortstop going to be long term? Oh, I think Bohm and Stott will be good. Stott 10-year is pros. making every play, backhand, arm strength, the whole thing. He is going to be fantastic. I think he'll hit. But I know he can play shortstop. I mean, defensively. Yeah, he's had one or two blips in the last couple of days, whatever. Yeah. But, but in the long run, uh, he makes some great plays. I think the only concern with Bohm is can you teach the guy to walk? I mean, two ninety on base, yeah. two ninety batting yeah. average, no, a three twenty on base, twenty eight walks in hundred and forty games. And and if Atlanta has a weakness, because you look at him one through nine, you don't see it. But I've been following the last two weeks. I've been following him really the last two months. But against good pitching, okay. Because they go on their run, too, where they played the Nats and they played the Marlins and they played the Reds and the Pirates, and all those numbers went berserk. Eight runs a game, and the 21-year-olds were 390. They've hit some good pitching. One run, two, three, one, two, one, two, three in a row, and they look human because the pitching is still unhittable, right? So you're fine. <laughs> Guys, last night I'm tracking. 99, 199, spin rate for it. It's, you know, how do you hit? How do you hit? We say it every week, but it's just crazy. You know what's amazing about Atlanta, too? We've talked about, well, maybe their weak link is Swanson, his contracts up, this and that. He's in the top five or ten in total hits in the league. Oh, no, he's he's <laughs> blossomed about offensively and defensively. We saw one heck of an Eagles game last week, didn't we? Yeah, they're looking really good. I mean, that 24-7 to win against the Vikings was special. It really was. I mean, Hurts is looking good. He's, I mean, everyone's probably heard this stat by now. The first player in NFL history to throw for 300-plus yards, complete 80% of his passes, and rush for multiple touchdowns in a single game. That's impressive. That's impressive. It shows what he can do. And here's what's, here's what's great. Hertz leads all quarterbacks right now in yards per attempt at 9.1. He also has a 70% completion percentage this year. That's not the best, but it's one of the best in the league. So he's throwing for the further distance than them and still has a very solid completion percentage. He's looking really good right now. Yes, it's early. The Lions aren't a great team. The Vikings, maybe on the Monday night game, didn't really show up necessarily. They're stiff. Nah, they really go. They really are. On, they really in, are. In prime time. Uh, Who's their quarterback? Cousins, is it Cousins? Cousins? Yeah. His Just prime time record up. is awful. They look like they never got off the bus or playing with everyone. Say. They just don't show up. From the beginning, that vibe was I hope you took the Eagles late to two and a half. It got the three at game time. You just know watching a game, they're not circling this game as an emotional peak. And I think that's the risk this week. Will the Eagles be able to bounce back from an emotional high game 
where everything went right. My God, the game that the defensive back had slay. 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 Holy Big he, plays. He slay. Velcro. You couldn't it's get unbelievable. A, how about third and two? You never see this. Third and two. All right. And their good receiver, Jefferson, is going out just doing your dialing out. And the pass is there, but Slay's hands in front of his chest like three series in a row to stop a third and two. You don't see that type of defensive Velcro coverage by Eagles defensive backs, right? Well, you know what's really helping the D-backs, too, is they're finally starting to rush the passer a yeah, little bit more with your, with your blitzes. So they, you can take a chance that you're, they're going to not have that much time to throw along, you know, down and out type of thing, whatever. But, uh, he, oh, he's a player. And, you know, Bradbury, the other side, you don't hear much about him. You know why? Because they're not throwing that much to his – the receivers on his side. Now, in Cousins' defense a little bit, they dropped four or five passes in that game. And the receiver ran in the end zone, the interception. The receiver ran the wrong route, I was told. I heard. Okay. Well, not only that, when they get the pump blocked, if the Eagles kicker doesn't def- didn't necessarily make the tackle but prevented that going and they don't you know, score, Yeah, it's a big difference to be 14-7 to seven at that time. I think Minnesota, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong. I think they're 0-11 away on Monday nights. Oh, they, so. I know Cousins has a better <laughs> – and the Cousins is only they making just, $40 million a year, yeah, if and, there and Hertz is, a, is one point something million. If you had a label, one NFL franchise, the choke stamp, who is it? Quick knee-jerk. I'm going to say Atlanta's in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm Vikings all day long. Looking back historically, Super Bowl runs, playoff runs. You're pa- a little young. The, the Packers. Yeah, well, they've got a recent Super Bowl. So. Oh, wait, wait, how recent? 12 years ago? Look it up while we're talking. I, I, I don't, wait, think, I don't think the fair He's question. Had some bets on the Packers. The fair question is not, do they have a recent Super Bowl? The question should be, what should they have done with, with Aaron Rodgers for that right. many Two, years? And their coach, whatever his name was, was one of the most clueless coaches I've oh, ever seen. Now he's in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, that guy uh, is McCarthy. awful. You know what he said the other day? That it's just going to be that all that's okay. It's just going to be that much sweeter when we get there. And you want to say to him, but you're not going to get there, coach. I mean, uh, I mean, Rodgers' stats are every bit as good as Brady's, if not better. And Brady has seven Super Bowls and Rodgers has one. That's coaching. That is coaching right there. It's GM ship. It's yeah, it's, it's ownership. It's yeah. C-suite. Yeah. Advanced scouts. It's, it's all, all that. that. Um, which takes me back to baseball a little bit and the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians. Mm-hmm. That organization right now has a bunch of 285 hitters. They don't show up in run production. Don't show up in home runs. They just play great baseball. They pitch okay, not the best. They don't strike out. They will walk. They'll advance runners. Francona's a great game manager. They have an unbelievable closer. They believe in that. To watch them manifest a single, single, double, walk, single, and suddenly it's 3 nothing in the first inning, and... They do it all the time. And these guys, look at the chart, 24, 23, 20. It's unbelievable how young they are now. They got rid of some older guys. They they still have their great superstar, um, Ramirez. Ramirez, yeah. Okay, he's been with the team. It feels like 20 years, but he's 30, actually. He started when he was like 19. So he's okay for a while. And he's so clutch. 
I tell you what, they could make some noise in postseason. They're a complete ball club. They have they're a not, great balance. They're not a they high strikeout team. They're not just like Tampa, relying on their pitching, and then they won't hit in postseason. The run produce. I'm telling you, watch for Cleveland. I segued over from football. You want to go back to the Eagles? That was. Yeah. So this week we're yeah, uh, what's happened this week? We're at the Commanders, so we're facing Carson Wentz. Interesting. And well, I mean, it should the Eagles are about a six and a half point favorite, so. They, I mean, they should be, it should be an easy win, but you do have to be a little worried after good start to the season, big Monday night win, short week, going on the road. Is this maybe a game where they just don't really show up? Hopefully not. But you got to be a little concerned just look, looking at Sure. Well, at just from to, the, from just the to listen to a couple of interviews of Brandon Graham and so forth, you can tell that they, uh, they don't respect Mr. Wentz a whole lot no. from things he's done. So there's your motivation right there. I want to make life very rough for him. I ask you this, coaches. If the um, Washington um, Commanders, right? These these new yes. names, man, mm-hmm. Guardians. If the Commanders played the Lions on a neutral site, who wins? Knee jerk, just just saying. Right now, I think the Lions are a little bit okay. better than people thought. I would think the Lions right now. Yeah, pretty close game, three point game, probably. Yeah. 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 So they go to Detroit. It's my point, and they win by three, but they give up thirty five points. Now they're coming off that emotional high win Monday night. Now they got the commanders away who are even with the Lions. Does that make sense that they have a shot to be within that game at the end? It's certainly the points. That's what it suggests. It won't. I think they're going to cover myself. They're great in a teaser this week to win. Oh, they're well, I think teaser. it's the most points I've ever seen in the in the recent last 10 years or so at least yeah where it's a game it's at washington and washington it went up from four and a half to six and a half right away how about their schedule so you have washington nothing even think about as far as fear then you get the jaguars could you go lower than low ebb jaguars? Huh? <laughs> you got the cardinals, cardinals. That should be good then the cowboys i think cowboys maybe without the quarterback steelers won't have that quarterback in by then texans Commanders, the the Colts, and then you get a tough game with the Packers. What's that week twelve? I'm eleven. I, I see no way. I schedule. see no way we don't go eleven and six. Worst case scenario, eleven and six. Yeah, I'll tell you, they stay healthy. They got a great balanced club. So the word balance out twice in two minutes, but they do, and uh, I think they're deeper than any. Eagles team, I can remember I mean, quite a few dude, years. Let me ask you something. You, you know much more about the lineup construction in football than I do. I don't follow that close. How'd they get this receiver? What organization would let that guy Brown go? How'd they do that? What was the transaction? It's beyond free, me. Free agent or trade? A one and a three. Oh, it was a one. One and a three, yeah. I'll tell you what. How old's the guy? Is he pretty young still? Brown? He's 24, 25. Oh, yeah. I mean, it hurts her buddy, buddy, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got an elite receiver. Then the, the other kid from last year that you forgot about game one, he will be elite. So, so AJ, AJ wanted to go, too, because the deal he got from the Titans was just too low. He wasn't happy with it. So they, they obviously didn't want to pay him enough, and he, he is a beast. I mean, he's a monster. The People that criticize Howie, I mean, and and they only gave up an 18th and a hundred and first overall pick in the draft. Two yeah, picks. that's your first and two third. picks for for AJ Brown. Yeah, as good well, as he is, I gotta tell you something. And everybody respects their offensive line. No reason not to. 
we saw what the D-backs are doing last week against uh, allegedly one of the top five quarterbacks. Uh, that, that jury's out on that. They are a complete team, and I and and I've always had faith in Hurts because I like the Bama process. Okay, what's the kid in Miami doing right now? I thought both of them would, would be elite quarterbacks. We'll see. Tua, a little soon, but I what I did see Hurts do that I did not see a lot of last year was scrambling, throwing BB seeds on the numerals to guys on the move. Did not see a lot of that last year. I'll tell you, I know his arm strength is better. I know his release is quicker. I studied that last year. I studied that. and There's no doubt it's a quicker release. I haven't seen any metrics, uh, Wiz, if you have. but On release time, no. I don't and, want to be on and that. And ball speed. I know he's got a, about a strong arm. Yeah. Well, not only that, but his accuracy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was 26 for 31 and two other plays. It was one screen pass that. There's a lot of people around, but he still lobbed it in there where it hit the receiver's hands, yeah, and that yeah. was the one that got deflected. So, so they win the division uh, unquestionably. Who do you fear as of today in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl? Give me your I fear them team. Got to be Buffalo, right? No, 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 to get there, to get there. Oh, to get there? NFC. Knee jerk. Don't think too much about it. Um, not that nobody's jumping out. Nobody. I mean, as much Nobody. as they're impressing Nobody. me. Nobody. Nah. I mean, I guess the Bucks. I guess I, I don't know who else. They have Packers. a much tougher schedule, and they're not playing with the darn now. So I think the Eagles have home field. Well, they're uh, still 2-0. and I mean, yeah. Yeah, but they, they don't look very good, in my opinion. I think the Eagles maintain home field with that with that schedule. And that and that's what I predicate my, my expectations on. They'll be home in the playoffs with best record. They're not going to lose at home. And by the time the Bucks roll in, it, there, there's controversy. It's depleted, you know. So does uh, this mean that Howard Eskin was right when he said the Eagles were the next team to win the uh, win a championship have, in this city? You have to bring that up, huh? I'm like, just thinking about if you're saying home field advantage now. I mean, do they have the quickest path? And what's changed since Eskin said it? Well, number one, when he called my question, my comment, stupid. The Eagles were forty to one. Go look at the opening future odds on the Eagles, forty to one. And the Phillies were thirty to one. So at the date that we had that conversation, who is expected to win? In, what would be your guess as the next world champ? And I simply said, Vegas says the Phillies more so. And Howard said, "You can't say that. It's stupid." Well, how's it stupid to quote the future odds now? If you invested at forty to one. God bless you. It's ten to one. Now. Ten to one, exactly. Ten to, ten to one. one. Yeah. And the Phillies are not ten. The to one. The, yeah. the you know the I Bucks. Think? Hold on. The the Bucks are the lowest NFC team at yeah. eight to one or seven right. to one. Yeah, Eagles are second though. They're ahead yeah. of the Packers. Yeah. They're ahead of the Rams. So and and the Bucks. If you can bring the Bucks schedule up, I looked at the other day. It's a tough schedule, and you look at the schedule. After they play the Packers, okay, let's say the Titans, but they're both home games. So the Packers are going to be a seven-point favorite. Yeah, it's, in a Philly. Tough, it's a tough schedule. They're, they're, they're pick-ems, those it's games. The, then yeah. your Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints are terrible Giants. So you got the Packers is your one oh wow game, maybe. Well, you're talking about the Eagles now. Yeah. before we're talking about the Bucks. No, I, I know. I just segue to the rest of their schedule. Being so easy, oh, I'm just letting everyone know. Yeah, because it sounded Bucks. like we're on the Bucks. Yeah, we stuff. are on the Bucks. I'm sorry. The the Bucks have the Packers this week, which and, yep. and then they go have the Chiefs. It's tough, and then the Falcons, yeah. and the Steelers. Yeah. 
Panthers, Ravens, Rams, Seahawks, Ravens. Browns, Seahawks, Saints, okay. 49ers, Bengals, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. Not an easy schedule. I mean, you have no, it's, a couple it's tough, tough for there. the Eagles, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's but, easy to say, but I think we're leaving one thing out injuries. It's only two games well, in. Well, that can happen. Yeah. You know, and happen. depending on who, how about if Brady gets hurt? You're, you're writing them but off right it's away. It's hard to predicate the podcast model on a what what if thesis. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no, I, I realize we could, that we could, could have mere fancy and conjecture every week, right? You say, what if Chuck gets healthy and he can you know play point guard? I could. Never. <laughs> wow, <laughs> why's that miracle drug coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Wiz, did you prep any other uh, hot takes for this week? That, no, that's I'm that's still, about all I have. I'm still back on your on your home run grid. This is unbelievable. These guys all have a seven war and Schwarber's 1.2. That is just unbelievable. Um, so are we are we at rant time? Did, did Sounds like time we are. Go that fast? Well, I'd just like to throw something else Oops. in before we do the rant. Go ahead. Right, okay? Canceling the rant for now? We can, we can it's very unusual rant. about Judge. We left out some things, which I'm going to go in my rave and everything. Yeah, but as far yeah. as the Triple Crown, it's amazing that the American League has had since, like, in the 40s with Williams and Gehrig, Mantle, Frank Robinson, Yaprensky, Cabrera. The National League has not had a triple crown winner since 1937. That's pretty really? hard to believe. Wow, that is surprising. Wow. All right, Wiz, let it rip. Time it's rant. rant time, coach. Well, my rave, my rave is rave, that okay. I've become a big man but Aaron Judge, he's such he's, a great person. I thought you said I'd become a big man. No, and just some stats going back with him. When he first came up, it was like a Mike Schmidt thing. He hit 179 and struck out 44% of the time. But over the winter, he did. he's constantly trying to improve himself. The next thing you know, it's a rookie year, and he had 52 home runs. And injuries, he broke a wrist in 2018, a bleak straight in 2019, crap rib, that a little bit. And, and collapsed lung in 2020. And after that, he got a tip from Edward and Carcion, said, you keep, you're such a devout hitter, devout hitter, that you go and hit hundreds and hundreds of balls. He said, watch LeMayhew. LeMayhew takes 10 or 15 swings and he's ready. And that's helped judge a whole lot yeah and he had somebody throw balls for, to him from 40 feet away and then he has a machine pumped up that throws 110 miles an hour yeah, he said so i'm just seeing when i get in the box i see i've just seen faster pitches yeah. than i did so he's really increased his mental ability and his speed and just an all-around great guy and i'm pulling for him and i think 99 percent of the world is yeah well cashman when we had dinner with cashman in uh, new york um with Steiner Sports, they set that up. What a great night. And he was talking about Abreu and some things that were not very kind about his work ethic. And he was mentioning Judge and how Judge in the early years wasn't happy with his results and went off campus to a guy out in California, a hitting guru, I should probably know his name, and worked on his defense more. And he said, I mean, worked his tail off in the offseason. Hey, there's no secret out there, kids. If you have the passion, desire, interest, and focus to be good at something, I don't care what it is, and you want to work on it every day for an extended period of time, trust us all what we say. The results will follow, and you will be better than the other guys or ladies that haven't done that work. It's not complicated. The trick is putting in that work. 
which Judge has done. And in Judge's case, where he was going to, they wanted him to sign seven years yeah. for two hundred and thirteen million. So hmm. now he's worth fifty million. Could, and uh, yeah, he could, played his he played his cards really well. God bless him. Could that be the best, like? <laughs> free agent or so decision someone's ever made yeah, in sports history because judge is gonna it's the I, highest payroll yeah. he gets a new contract after this year now right he's a he's a half a billion oh, i can't wait to see that he's deal. a half a billion he's oh a half my a billion. god 10 well, years yeah um i'm gonna go uh in a rave about a rave about this i've done this before it's continuing to be a blast this thing um the feedback the texts phone calls you know, ratings are through the roof. Um, the interaction with us, with friends, your son, uh, my colleagues have embraced it. Got a couple prospects talking to us. Uh, saw the podcast before they do about the business, right? One hand feeds the other. But uh, the exchange, the research, you never know where the voyage is going to take you. And all of a sudden you see something uh, like today's research with these war numbers with the home run hitters. It's just been a blast for me. Um, um, I've, I've had the time in my life doing it. I enjoy it every week. It's a lot of work. Somebody asked me how much prep is there from Sunday to Wednesday, a ton. And then we kind of put the show together. We give it to the, the artist over here. Uh, Chad does some research on his own, but he grooms the show then. And uh, we have a final production, uh, which is how can over 5,000 people be paying attention to this? It's unbelievable. Well, we're, we're it's appreciated. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a driving energy. Trust me. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, just count your blessings. We all do, man. Count our blessings. Life is good. Kids. Everything. Business. Wife. All right. Well, I'm going to rant. Um, a lot of rave. Bring it, bring it back down a bit here. Well, bring I, it back down again. I'm ranting. Oh, you're ranting. That's, I'm, that's why I'm bringing it. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it down. Angry little ways. I'm making a depressing yet bold statement that I have um, Become an unofficially head. written the Phillies off for this year. I don't think it matters whether or not they make the playoffs. I mean, I want them to make the playoffs. It'll be nice to break that drought and not have that over our heads. But I do not think this team is capable of winning in the postseason. I just don't see it. I mean, right now, we're, we're, not, we're not even a playoff team last year. We're in because of the third wild card spot. Right, I right. think I want the playoffs to feel special and to feel like this team deserves to be there. And what I've witnessed the past few months, this team right now does not deserve to be in the playoffs. Look at their run production against the subs. Look at their run production people above the uh, 500 mark, Mendoza. Chad's exactly correct. Run production plummets. You could say some other teams do too, but there's more so. They have just com- cannibalized the bad pitching and yeah. their run production against the good teams. Eight games under. It's bad. This is not a playoff team. And the defense. The, the defense will kill defense them in the playoffs. It stinks. This, and that's why I wanted them to oh, make moves the last know, two if Julys. I, if I could make one comment, and I guess I'm grasping at straws perhaps. I was watching the Phillies just in warm-ups the other, like it, uh, before the pre, pre-inning they warm-ups through field. the ground balls. Yeah. I'm watching uh, Guerrero. Anytime there's a there's a scoop, he's making it. He's stretching out. Hoskins, Bohm threw Hoskins a a, a a lightly tossed for a pro uh, ball to end the warm-ups. In the dirt. Scooped, uh, Hoskins went to scoop it. What did he do? Hit off his glove and dribble eight feet away. And I'm sitting there like, this was a easy. This wasn't throw as hard as you can. That's great point. This was a simple play. And did Hoskins act like he cared? No. He laughed it off and he walked after it. 
the the lack of focus and discipline on this team, like that little example right that's great, now. It's a great yeah, example. I get, if you're not taking your warm up seriously, yep. Reese, yep. then you're not yep. going to make yep. that that play in the game, and you haven't. And that's why you. And because stick. you're not taking it seriously, make the play because this is a scoop that any single person would have made. Yep. And he missed it. It yep. can't happen. Yep. yep. And you can't look happen. at this kid for Toronto. What's his name? Bichette, the shortstop. How sure-handed? Yeah. No yeah, he's Bichette. You know, yeah, he's so uh, athletic. Yeah, I, I mean, we're all fed up with the Phillies' defense and their DRS. And here, here's if you if you don't like analytics and the deeper dive into stats, I'm going to give you one that's going to take your breath away, and you're going to say, "Yeah, we better start paying attention." If you just go in right now, standard fielding number is what fielding percentage. So you look best fielding percentage in baseball. The Phillies are third, okay, overall. Wow, the Phillies have the third best defense in all of baseball, 985. And they're second from last in defensive runs saved, defensive efficiency, zone defense, coverage, everything else hitting cuts, relay time, you know, pocket uh, coverage. All those things are in the bottom five, which is why overall they're minus 38. They just don't get to enough balls. (laughs) And some guys have improved. Certainly the third baseman, I think, has improved. And certainly the shortstop has. But overall, the the Phillies from third base this year are a negative 15 defensive run save. There you go. The the next worst in the NL is a negative 18. Eight. That can't be. That's right. Negative, two negative ten from the Marlins. Dude, and then a negative eight. Yeah. How, about, how bad is first base look? Because I know Hoskins had a good first streak. base. Phillies are at two, okay. positive two. There are teams worse than that. Yeah. Giants yeah. are negative two. He's worked on um, it a little bit. Yeah. His numbers have improved. I don't know who the Padres' first baseman is, but negative nine. Negative nine. Yeah. And uh, who's the first baseman for the D backs? Is it Goldschmidt? Pa- uh, he's with the Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Who's the. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, the D-backs guy. Yeah. Well, he's plus 18, which is insane. Who the heck plus is 18 that? for the D-backs. You yeah. know, Chad, they, you they get got to... a bunch of young kids in the lineup now, man. They have a nice lineup all of yeah. a sudden, you know? That was a good rant. And and the thing yeah, is, that the Phillies fans are so desperate for 11 years that, you know, it's a false team going to the playoffs, if nothing, for yeah. lack of a better I re- word. Unfortunately, I think it is. Yeah. I really do. But we beat Atlanta's one of their best pitchers, one, one nothing. We've had other games against, I mean, we went out to L.A. and we hit. So there are some pockets you can look at and say, gee, there's hope. We know anything can happen. Just ask Atlanta last year. So you're excited about it. But the defense is just terrible, and I think that's the Achilles heel. And the pitching in September, it's all eroding. The numbers are terrible across the board, pitching-wise, you know? Well, people have in the back of their mind, we're going to get Wheeler to throw a hell of a game, Noel to throw a hell of a game, and there's your two wins. How do they get a hold uh, of a Swiss? Christian Walker, first baseman for the D-backs. He himself has a 17 defensive run saved at first base this year. Insane. Insane, 996 fielding percentage. Yeah. Uh, so you can get a hold of us. Same as always, our website, speakingofsportspod.com. Our Twitter, speaking of sports podcast. Email, speaking of sports pod, pod at gmail.com. You can text Chuck there, 609 828 A little slower. 609 828 5569. 
And we'll be back, looks like, next Friday. Somebody wanted to know. Oh, you know what? I won't be here next Friday. Okay, well. So you guys will be running. <laughs> We're going to have to run the machine now. And I, <laughs> or maybe Jimmy's, we'll do Wednesday. Are you yeah. traveling? I'll look, be on the bachelor party next it, week. I travel. It, it, it yes. looks like we're doing Wednesday next week. I yeah. don't see you and I running the machine. I believe that. It's tough enough Jimmy's not here that, today. That should have been the toughest decision we made all year. <laughs> yeah. It'll be Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be Wednesday. <laughs> it, it, look for us on Wednesday next week for sure. Have a great weekend. A blessed fall weekend. College football. It's beautiful out. Go Everything's Eagles. good, man. God bless you all. Enjoy sports. Thanks a lot.